Hey, welcome back to Spellstorm Miniatures, a show about miniature war games, including War Machine and Hordes by Privateer Press. Our goal here is to inspire you to play more. And my name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan. This is Chad. And we have a very exciting episode for you folks today. Uh, we are going to be continuing our faction reviews. And so today we have two factions that we're going to review. And we do them in a very special way here. And uh, I think you'll enjoy the conversation. But before we get there, uh, hey guys, have you played any games? I uh, played a new fun which, family game. Which type of games? Yeah. Oh, at this point, it's any game, right? Yeah. I mean, this game didn't involve any miniatures, but it involved uh, little burritos. It's by Exploding Kittens called Throw Throw Burrito. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, you no. pretty much play these cards, and then uh, it's all everyone's playing at the same time. And when someone declares a war, there's like two or more of the players have to grab one of the burritos in the middle of the table and throw it at other people. So uh, <laughs> Okay, that's where throwing the burrito comes in. All right. <laughs> Nick, Nick, like we're bring, we're bringing this into the store and Nick was Nick or Sadie were telling me about like what it was and I was like describing like the cards, decks and and the way that works. I was like, "Okay, where does the burrito come in?" That's yeah. what makes that that's where it comes in. Okay, got it. Yes, there's two burritos. So when you have a like <laughs> So you each have a chance, you know, and there's like a burrito duel or there's, you know, the player to the left and right that plays the war or whatever has to, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's it's interesting when you play with <laughs> younger kids because when you can throw a burrito at your kid in the middle yeah. of the quarantine, you or when pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, or when your kid is trying to throw it at your face. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Quite a... I bet the oh, creators man. of this game played a lot of hacky sack growing up. Yeah, hacky sack and probably uh, maybe Egyptian rat screw, and they got some... tired of trying to slap the deck, and they're like, you know what? If I could just throw, throw it at something at your face. <laughs> oh exactly. man, dude, I love me some ERS, man. I haven't played that game in a while. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's cool. That's a cool game. That sounds fun. Yeah. It sounds Throwing a burrito. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have a, all right. How about you, Chad? Any uh any games? Uh well most most of my games have been uh limited to some video games recently because I just got done being in quarantine for about uh ten days or so. Um hmm. and went back to work today. It was nice to get out of the apartment. But uh, I've been playing a lot of League of Legends with some friends and uh, started playing Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO, a couple of days ago. It's interesting. Uh, and That's then the new West, drop, right? Uh, Final Fantasy XIV has been out for a little while. Uh, it's oh, okay. been out for a long time. Final Fantasy VII Remake is the one that just recently came out. That's I, the new remake. Yeah. yeah, I knew they remade it. I just didn't remember which one it was. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one just came out. That one's for PS4. Uh, I I don't have a PS4, so I didn't get it. But I've uh, I've heard it's pretty good hmm. from a couple of different people. But uh, I also got in on a, a very beginning of a five E Eberron uh D campaign that just started just started last nice. wednesday was our first session we're playing via roll 20 and uh discord for chatting um one of the regular guys that comes into the store to play magic and buy singles and stuff uh he's all he also plays in a he normally plays in a DD group every sunday um is running the campaign so uh which is cool i haven't gotten the chance to play uh 
D&D with him at all, uh, let alone like have him be the DM. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm playing, so I'm playing one of the high elves of the Eberron campaign, which are the uh, Areni, I think, um, which are the servants. And I'm, I'm playing a grave cleric. So I am one of the servants of the undying court. Uh, and I I hate undead and anything that evol- mm-hmm. involves undead is uh, you know it's bad it's uh, it's destroying the circle of life and uh, <laughs> when I get to level <laughs> the the whole idea behind this behind this character is um, I rolled some pretty good stats but I ended up with a seven like a seven and a ten for two of my stats and so I put them I put the ten into the intelligence I put the seven into the charisma uh, and I made my guy a cleric of the grave uh, who was formerly a grave digger so he's not very charismatic but he is wise and he's got mm. decent strength decks and uh, constitution he's got good constitution uh, but the whole concept of this is that my spiritual weapon that I summon is going to be a shovel <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like trying that. to return, I'm trying to return the undead to the earth where they belong. That's fair. I I dig it. I dig on that. <laughs> oh, but I'm not. I uh, I totally broke an NPC's kneecap on uh, Wednesday because he was talking about trying to make a new type of undead by mixing uh, human human corpses with uh, metal materials to make like zombie warforged hybrids. And I was like, as wow. soon as he finishes saying that and I hear him mention new zombie hybrids, I take my mace and I break his knee. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that goes against absolutely everything that you stand for. It was like, That's yeah, right. oh, not my. having any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, our group is supposed to be rolling with the, uh, with the roll 20. I've missed the last two sessions. Um, uh, and so uh, I haven't had the had the experience on it yet. Is it is it easy to use? It's pretty easy to use. Um, the the upfront for inputting all of your character information and stuff like that can be ty- kind of tiresome. But one mm. of the things that's really cool about it is if you pull up your character sheet, if you need to make a um, say a sleight of hand check or something like that. Once you get all your stuff input and everything like that, you pull up your character sheet and you go to the skill check that you need to uh, you need to do, and you click on that skill sheet and it does an automatic roll for you and it drops you in it drops it into the text box chat channel text box chat channel for everyone to see what uh, what it was and it tells like what your bonus is, what your result was, so on and so forth. So that way you don't have to worry about like rolling the dice on camera, like rolling your own dice on camera or anything, or like doing the math yourself. It does all the math for you. Same thing with like attacking. Whenever you do attacks, it'll automatically do, I think it'll automatically roll the attack and then roll the damage value at the same time. So you can see both of those, um, which is pretty nice. Nice. So I've been playing a lot of Dominion online and it has um, two text boxes. One where, like the players can communicate with one another and you know send messages or whatever, but then there's like a, a running text of all the actions that are taking place because a lot of it happens automatically yeah. and you don't know like what do they buy and what's happening. Yeah, it's really nice to follow that. So, yeah. and that's basically what the text box is. There is okay. it's just a running it's a running catalog of all the various roles uh, or information that the DM has dropped in and made visible to you guys. Um, okay. 
The other thing that's cool with it is that once the DM gets like maps uploaded and things like that, you can actually do fog of war so that you can only see certain parts of the map and you can explore them and see them as they open up and everything. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, um, I actually live with people who play games. And so yep. <laughs> we've been getting a lot of uh, commander in uh, with the boys and with Addy. And Addie has, um, we revamped one of her decks, and so now she has two decks to choose from. Bryce has two decks to choose from. I have two decks to choose from. Only Oz has one decks, uh, one deck to choose from at the moment. Um, but uh, he's he enjoys the one that he's playing. Um, but we're getting a lot of variety in that way. We've been playing some board games. We played the the Mind. Um, yeah, it's an incredible game. And then and then with all six of us here. We're enjoying uh, Seven Wonders again with like yeah. all the expansions. Yeah, and Seven, um, Seven Wonders is a really good game. Uh, every time you play, it's different. Expansions, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had some, we had really competitive games this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, for our, our family time, and 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 it was good. So, yeah. Well, you know, this is a War Machine podcast. We're supposed to be talking about War Machine, yeah. but we're all in quarantine. I saw someone make a comment on, you know, one of the discords. They were saying, you know, they haven't played a game in like a month. It's been a, game like, since <laughs> my, it's been a month since I my last yeah. game. I don't even know how to do that. People are like Jones and, you know, oh, I mean, I'm assuming neither one of you have gotten a War Machine game in. No, unfortunately, neither of my roommates uh, play that particular miniatures game. You're going to have to teach them. That's that's the whole advantage no, I, of being roommates. Well, one of my roommates isn't interested in miniatures games at all. The other one is interested in miniatures games, but he only has 40k stuff right now. Uh, uh, so like, we we just haven't busted the, uh, popped the table out to play some uh, Kill Team recently. <laughs> but we yeah. might do that. We yeah. might do that again here. Well, Oz and I did get a game in, and he decided to run Helga 2 with uh, two of the Meat Threshers. Uh, yep. Yeah. It, I, hear that's, I hear that's supposed to be fun. It looks like a really fun list. And um, and it was his first time playing it. And and as he tends to do when he plays a list for the first time, not as aggressive as maybe he could be. And so I was able to take one side of the board pretty solidly for scenario play. And I was running, uh, I was running Xerxes too, the list I've been running right before quarantine hit. And um, Xerxes two or Xerxes one? Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Xerxes one. Okay. And um, because I know you've had stuff for Xerxes two kaiju for a very long time, but I wasn't sure if you were, if you were onto that one yet or not. No, I none of my yeah. I'm not finished painting. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> um, no. Uh, so anyway, so so we were playing the scenario with the two circles and then the brick in the middle, mm-hmm. and um, I can't remember the name of that scenario. And and so I was kind of Xerxes one was just kind of coming up the middle, and um, and I had Tibby with him. And mm-hmm. Oz was trying to finagle in his his assassination run, and he um, wasn't aware of Tibby and all his awesomeness, and yeah. and couldn't 
bulldoze him out of the way. Couldn't do, you know, couldn't do a lot of things. And <laughs> you um, mean the fact that he's an immovable object and he can't be moved <laughs> or placed or slammed or pushed? Exactly. And so, um, and so he was like, "Wait, let me see that card." And I, I kept telling him, <laughs> I kept telling him, but he was like, "No, no, you know." Um, so anyway, like, so so he comes the in. The rule you want to pay attention to is called immovable object. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he comes in. <sighs> On on his on and he found a way to get in on Xerxes, but um, but it wasn't very strong. And then he kind of kind of came in behind the objective or whatever. Yeah. And so um, and Helga's got I think what she feats, she can make like a nine inch move at the end of her activation. And so so he and so Helga too had come in to try to get rid of Tibby. I think is what she would try to do, and then and then gets out of dodge. But didn't realize that it wasn't far enough, and mm. so, um, so I was able to, um, you know, after his failed assassination attempt, I went in top of three, I think, and and oh yeah, put, so put Helga two in the dirt. So yeah, uh, she immediately casts Engine of Destruction without spending fury. Additionally, when yep. friendly faction model and Helga's control range hits one or more enemy models during its activation, at the end of its activation, if, uh. The attacking model can make a full advance, cannot be targeted by free strikes during this movement, uh, lasts for one turn. She is speed seven. I think she can... She get gets plus... up plus two oh, somewhere. Yeah, un- Engine of Destruction gives plus two speed, plus four strength, and plus four mat. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she turns into speed nine, mat 11, and then a POW 18 on her spiked bat and a POW 15 chain weapon on her bike chain. Yeah. Oh, he oh. thought he was ready to go, but... Thing is, is yeah, I would he, say that. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, is it, I think it's a pretty sweet list. If uh, and I think he could have played both uh, meat threshers more aggressively than he did. Yeah. And um, and then I think, uh, and I think it would have been more of a game for him. So, yeah. but but it was fun to get models on the table, and uh, we almost did another game um today after school but um you know i say school in air quotes because everyone yeah, I was is say school what are you talking <sighs> yeah homeschool so so the school district you know they they uh, sent out um chromebooks for all the students and okay, so cool. so and, and now laura is working from home and so she's in the backyard working on her laptop on the, on the park bench in the backyard. Yeah. I'm in our bedroom working, got the phone calls, every kid, every single, all six of us in our own private location in the house behind a screen today doing work. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the, uh, that's what everyone <sighs> has been talking about being afraid of. Everyone's disconnected and yeah. at home and sitting at a, staring at a screen, but, and that's, but like, how do you do school otherwise? Yeah, I, guess. I mean, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah. yeah, the trade the trade off is that right. The trade off and the realization is that right now, with everything that's going on, that's what needs to happen. And honestly, yeah. it's better. Like, it's better if kids can still get some sort of school or class class work and stuff like that right yeah. now. That's important, yeah. especially with. Uh, school being canceled like to the end of April. A lot of school districts, I think, are talking about canceling for the rest of the year. Oh yeah, they're done. Um, they're not it going is, back. It's so. been a, it's been announced because yeah, the stay home till May and then okay. it's, yeah, two weeks is not worth yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't have kids, so I don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how rude! Oh, oh man, it was. Well, I mean, uh, 
pretty nice 10 days in quarantine in my apartment with no kids yeah <laughs> yeah i bet that was pretty nice yeah no i don't know we're to be fair okay to be fair like the, the family's doing well like yeah. we're getting along yeah. Yeah. and i mean we're I mean, to be you fair know, you guys love your yeah yeah it all we're doing out. all right so <laughs> we're um but yeah i still got an email from one of his teachers today so so you gotta, uh. gotta gotta whip oz into shape man Oh man, <laughs> Oz, you're at home in your in class again, with a computer <laughs> with your own personal computer, and you still, uh, no, you still no. be a lazy man. Nah, he's good. He's good. It was a different issue. It was I was just oh, trying okay. to be. I was just trying to be funny. Oh, um, hey, why don't we get on topic? How about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today uh, we wanted to continue our faction reviews, yeah. and uh, the Which next factions are we talking about. The next two, yeah, Retribution and Grimkin. And for our listeners, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, when we do our faction reviews, we basically ask three questions. Yeah, if you were to pick up this faction for the first time, which Warcaster or Warlock would you play first? Uh, which theme force looks the most interesting to you? And then which model do you want to paint the most? And so we usually start with uh, the War Machine side and then we move over to the Horde side. So Retribution is up first. Who wants to dive in? Go ahead, Dan. All right. (laughs) Start me off. All right. So Retribution is kind of a, you know, the Pointy Elves had some cool features with their shields when I first was looking, but uh, swayed towards Signar. You know, earlier cast talked about that. You know, I got the free starter. But... Um, one actually that I saw that was a neat looking model was Kalissa, the Knight's Whisper. Mm-hmm. And without even knowing really what she does, it's just the model looked kind of neat and kind of a cool name. So I kind of, uh, I'm swaying towards her as my, uh, as my ret pick. Okay. Um, as far as who I would play, um, who I would play and what I would paint are actually going to be two different things, um, ironically. But uh, the caster I decided to go with is uh, an, an oldie but a goodie, been around since the beginning of the faction and has been notorious for headhunting, is Raven, the Eternal Light. Hmm. Uh, if you are not familiar with Raven's name, you are probably familiar with what she does in her list, which is Snipe, Feet, Go. And... Uh, that's uh, that's what she does. She she's been notorious for being uh, an excellent assassin, uh, assassin enabler. She has uh, snipe on her feet as well as some other really cool tools uh, to help her battle her army get to you know dangerous places uh, for opposing casters. Uh, and then her feet is while in Raven's control area uh, control range this turn. Friendly faction models gain boosted attack and damage roll. Or sorry, boosted attack. Boosted ranged attack rolls and Swift Hunter. Hmm. So, her and a couple units of uh, Mage Hunter Strike Force are usually a uh, death sentence for a lot of Warcasters, and she's been dropping she's been dropping people dead since Mark Two, and uh, still doing it in Mark Three. Uh, if I don't know how much you guys have paid attention to. Well, I guess you guys are still pretty new to the game. So are are you familiar with uh, a quick aside, little history thing uh, about this caster? Uh, are you guys familiar with the old format that used to be in existence called Hardcore? Yes. I don't know. 
circle scrum in the middle. Yeah, so so hardcore was a single scenario, uh, single list, fully painted, time to turns format. It used to be a highly competitive format. And it was king of the hill, basically. There was a, a zone in the middle of the table. Uh, it was a circular zone in the middle of the table. And if your warcaster or warlock was not inside that zone, you actually took damage and like couldn't and got grievous wounded if you were outside of the zone, like at the end of your turn, starting on like the second player's turn or something like that. Wow. Um, there were various achievements for this. There, the number one was like, uh, it was like best record overall, or like, uh, no, it was the winner overall. And then there was like the destroyer, which was like most points destroyed. Uh, and then the other one uh, is called Mage Hunter, which is least models killed. And a perfect score, because it's usually ran over three rounds, a perfect score is zero, which means you killed zero other models other than the defending Warcaster or Warlock. So, oh, okay. Privateer, Press, Privateer Press discontinued this format a couple of years ago. And the last couple of years at lock and load leading up to this event, I think it was the last three years, uh, a local man in Washington named Andy Padell uh, won the Mage Hunter award at lock and load three years running, including the final year with a perfect score. And he did it playing Raven every single time. Wow. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So Raven's got a flavor. Raven, she's got a she's got a reputation of being a nasty, nasty headhunter. Like between her and Ron, they're probably two of the best assassins in the entire game, and they're both in retribution. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Retribution is like I like the idea of retribution. Um, but I don't know. Um, I can never really get into it. And so this was actually one of the harder um, the harder factions for me to to go through and answer these questions for. Um, and so I kind of so so I guess I went with the easy pick. If I were to pick up this faction, um, the warcaster I would play first would actually be just Helena, which is the one that's yeah. in the the starter box. So she's pretty she's a pretty solid caster. She's a really good start uh starting well i like some of this stuff i I like the rhythm of war you know giving the three inches on friendly models and i mean all these things like um inner battle group and you know the feet looks good you know and there's some you know some repair actions if if you're gonna play heavy on the on the jacks which you know i would like i don't know so there's some there's some stuff there that i like her Um, feet her feet is super solid too yeah like it's really good it's a really yeah. good feat to be able to get workout, and then also like if you've taken an alpha strike, um, because it refills your shield generators, and then it makes it so yep. that you're not affected by crippled systems. It gives you a turn of effectiveness in case you got hit really hard with the feat with a with an alpha strike, and then it also gives a plus three armor buff yeah. for a round on top of it. Well, and that's the thing. Like when you think about like each faction sort of has like their thing. And when I think about retribution, I think about the force fields that that, that yeah. the models have, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, why not just lean into that a little bit more? Yeah. And and so yeah, so if I were to play this faction, that's one I would just start there. So which which uh, so Dan, you picked Kalissa. Which uh, yeah. theme force would you want to be playing her in? 
Well, you know, Kalissa is, uh, since she's a uh, Mage Hunter Warcaster, we're going to go with a uh, Mage Hunter theme of Shadows of the Retribution. Yeah. Nice. And that's, uh, again, mainly because, yeah, she uh, has some cool cool features to her to help deliver that I'll go further and we talk about the list because I realize I didn't talk about her much, but yeah, she definitely helps her army out. Yeah. Well, and, and her feat is also really good because it's a ba- it's a good time walk denial feat of don't get anywhere close to me. Yeah, basically mm-hmm. it's within her control range. Friendly faction models gain stealth and cannot be charged or slam power attacked. Yep. So against those rangy teams, I just kind of go, oh, hey, I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget. Is she a focus six or a focus seven? Seven. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing about Retribution is a lot of them have a little bit better than average uh, focus stat for the Warcasters. Yeah. She seems, she totally seems like she would only be a six considering like how powerful her feet is, um, how powerful her ranged weapon is, but she's actually a yeah. seven. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no. Did you have a list or a, kind of a rough idea of some stuff you'd put into a Shadows list? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess since we're there. Yeah. Sorry. It's kind of, you know, that late kind of getting into it. <laughs> it's <laughs> no like, oh, yeah. let's go into the list while we're here. <laughs> um, so that's right. The third thing is painting, not a list. So um, I took a little different approach on this. Uh, since I don't have the cards in um, the database, I was like, what, what free list can I make? And she was a free card. So that also kind of played into it. But um, put her with a Hydra, um, mainly because he's big and beefy and kind of neat. Three Griffins and uh, two Chimeras, just kind of the light, a little bit of a light swarm there, um, because the Griffins can get pretty far. And then when uh, Kalissa has her uh, Phantom Hunter, which is kind of an interesting one too, where target model and spellcaster's battle group ignores line of sight for making charges and attacks and ignores concealment and cover and stealth um, mm-hmm. when resolving those. So you could either give that to your Hydra for the shooting or maybe yeah. a Griffin to be able to charge a little further than you would think. Yeah, or charge through a forest too. Exactly, getting through forest or so forth. Exactly. So it is Pathfinder and all. So. That's kind of a fun one. Um, the Chimeras, mainly because the Arc Node. Um, and then again, they're just kind of cheap. They can combo strike and get higher defense with their focus. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. Um, well, and they have Apparition yeah. too, don't they? Yeah, exactly. They have Apparition. Yeah. So you can start getting them into, into places. They're speed six. So mm-hmm. you have pretty good distance there. Um, yeah. And then well, she has that, back. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say the Apparition is also really good. If if you get jammed up, uh, yeah. it's a great, oh, I disengage and then I'm just going to run this arc node where I need it to be. Precisely. So he can get some places. And she doesn't have, really have much offensive spells. I think her only offensive spell pretty much is Backlash, um, which is the main part of some of her. She really doesn't like Jax too much because between getting Backlash on there, so hey, I start shooting you up and or hitting you and you're taking damage, it means your Warcaster's dying. But she has Mechanical Seizure um, as an attack type, along with Dispel and Energy Siphon. So with that and Reload 2 and True Sight, you can really start hitting jacks or slowing them down and then, then pop them with a Backlash. And all of a sudden, they're not very happy. Yeah. Um, then 
Yeah, and if you also miss it, mix it with the um, Mage Hunter Strike Force, they have Jack Hunter. Yep, exactly. Of course, two units of Mage Hunter Strike Force are on yep. there. Um, <laughs> and part change I would make if, uh, like I said, making it on the free free card list, but would be get rid of like a Chimera Griffin and add some um, of the Mage Hunter Strike Force Commander and Solus Escort. Just to further yeah. punish, like, oh, the Solus Escort, that's minus five to your magic range, and I can dispel yep. effects. Plus they have stealth, yeah. um, plus the feed on there, and then the Strike Force Commander gives them blessed, so now they're magical, or sorry, gives them magical. So now they're magical, blessed, pathfinding, stealth, CRA, CMA, um, Jack Hunters. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, if they can start getting on you, that's the backlash. Um, then I threw Scythe in there because, well, I, Scythe is just mean. <laughs> she's, she's super sweet. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's yeah. just good. Plus Treewalker. Say no more. Plus uh, her run and gun. And again, if you get the backlash on there, she might get four hits off there, off her Weapon yeah. Master 10. So she can punish there. Um, Iris, Mage Hunter of Ios. Tossed her on there. Again, just a great ranged, um, deadly shot, disruption bolt, phantom seeker. I mean, she has some fun things with her, and she'd be a good one for refuge. So um, Kalissa could put refuge on her so that she can now move up seven if she has to, shoot 12, and then move back seven so she can keep pretty safe. Um, And then two Void Archons because Void Archons are also just super sweet looking plus yeah, the sprays are. and entropic four so plus, if you really need plus to, an armor debuff yep plus the armor debuff of dark shroud if you really yep. need to get them in there um problem is then they're going to be engaging unless you stationary them with the uh with the disruptor uh bolt or the uh, yeah. yeah mechanical seizure off of kalissa then all of a sudden they're stationary at a minus armor so you're definitely going to be dealing some damage um it just seemed like a very kind of shooty list running around you have a little bit of melee can engage uh you can deliver them with the uh added benefit of stealth which the mage hunters already have but yeah um most of them actually already have stealth which is funny but it's just it's stealth upon stealth for like the void archons or your jacks and the fact that they can't get charged is going to help keep them back away so yeah the stealth really kind of helps you on the turn one approach and then the feet the anti-charging feet yep. really helps yeah. you on that turn two exactly yeah you can really get where you want to be on the on the board yeah hmm. Hmm. so that's pretty much uh my list of fun there i like this i think each one of us are going to be choosing something very different <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh well uh I also picked um, Shadows uh, because I was playing playing Raven, the ultimate assassin. You know, she needs the best assassin, uh, yeah. the the other best assassins, and you know, double strike force. I didn't build uh, didn't build a list because I wasn't really sure exactly, but uh, double strike force are in there. One of the heiresses either attached to um, as a unit attachment to one of the units of strike force or uh, you know, Eris One is really good for setting up those assassinations, helping ensure that you're putting people in the dirt. Um, especially because she is partisan, so she becomes friendly faction. So her Rat Nine becomes boosted, and if you use the Arcane Hemorrhage and you knock all of the focus off, well, it just makes shooting them to death that much easier. 
a couple void archons to help out with the damage output, probably some spears of Syra. Um, because uh, Raven usually likes to play a little bit far forward. She's pretty formidable herself in melee because she's got all of the rules in the world. She's got dual attack, quick work, snapfire, swift hunter, and sprint, I think. Hmm. I think she's got pretty much all of the rules for moving around based off of whatever your attacks are. She's got all the things. (laughs) She has dual attack, quick work, sprint, swift hunter, I'm sorry, no, yeah, quick work, yeah, quick work. No snap fire. But, uh, like, the dual attack, quick work, sprint, and swift hunter are super good, because you could, like, charge in, stab, kill somebody, quick work shot, kill somebody else, swift hunter move two inches off of that, and then get into melee with somebody else. And she's a range 12, pow 12 gun, and she's a pow 13 weapon master on her melee attack, and she's got two-inch melee, and she's mat 7, rat 7. So she's incredibly formidable, um, both in melee and at ranged. And she's also got Thresher, too. So she could even, like, charge in, Thresher a couple of guys, kill some. Like, if she kills them and gets... Or I guess even if she's um, even if she's still engaged, she has dual attack. So she could, you know, charge in, kill a bunch of guys, shoot somebody in melee, and then potentially Swift Hunter from that. Um and then move and you know buy attacks and stuff. So uh, she's she's crazy. Uh, counter she has countermeasure countermeasures look emotion open fire snipe and veil of mist are both in there. So veil of mist um, you can put a four inch AOE down and then you basically get to move through enemy models uh, while you're inside that AOE. So you can like get through lines or get into weird places. Um, yeah, so. It, it would be a lot of kind of getting where your opponent doesn't expect. Um, always having that threat of their caster just getting assassinated by Nine Feet Go and a bunch of Mage Hunter Strike Force. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. See, this is retribution is is hard for me to like wrap to get my brain around. Like every time I play Michael Burks, I just get carved up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so he makes some well, mean lists too yeah. <clears throat> yeah when i was looking around um you know uh on war machine university and just trying to figure out kind of what list i wanted to make um i found um the thing that i wanted most i guess and there's there's a real thing out there and it's nicknamed the pacific rim list and, oh. and <laughs> so i put helena in forges of war We've mm-hmm. got Helios, two Hyperions. <laughs> um, so we got three Colossals coming at you. The drawback um, is you don't get to take yeah. advantage of Rhythm of War. And we got, well, I know. <laughs> we got Silas there uh, to help with some, that would keep on, on one of, one of uh, Helena's spells and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, three Arcanist Mechanics, two Haushail Arcanists, uh, and one of them has a Solus Escort. And that's the list. That's yep. it. Yep. So it's all about keeping those guys alive, repairing yep. them, and Loading getting them, them in position. Yeah. yeah. And Helios has <laughs> the, you know, has dual attack, and he's got a tractor beam, so he can, you know, 
of which instead of causing damage, a model hit by the attack can be pushed up to three inches in any direction. Yeah. And and so just the fact you can go any direction, I just feel like I can play with some things. Yeah. And... Well, and that's that's also what her Helena's melee and ranged attacks both have on them too. Oh yeah. So I just be throwing people around all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So anyway, so and and what's so cool about those colossals is they look Pacific Rimmy. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I'm like, <laughs> I love that movie. I love giant monsters, giant robots. And so why not? So yeah. that's that's where I went. And having a low model count is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so how about this, guys? Uh how about which model would you want to paint the most? Ooh. Mm-hmm. See that one's uh that one's a little bit more tougher uh for me anyway. Like personally, a lot of the jacks they're kind of neat, but they're not as appealing. Like they seem they seem like a simpler design, kind of more alienish. Um, yeah. So I would probably <laughs> almost as bad as it sounds. I mean, size seems like a more uh, more fun one to paint, but she's technically <laughs> like a minion. I know. Um, yeah. But I guess uh, was she partisan? She is partisan. Well, it counts, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, kind of. <laughs> hey, my Kador list counted as a Kador list, right? There was a yeah. Kador caster, <laughs> right? There was one Kador guy in there. <laughs> but I mean, overall, like so, there's there's kind of some neat ones, but I think some of the irises are kind of fun. Or I mean, I can just kind of cop out, I guess, and go with uh, Kalissa being. The Warcaster, and like I said, a neat poster. Okay. So there, my first 30 millimeter, I think, that I said to paint. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My, the Warcaster, or the the model I'd love to paint would probably be Gareth, too. Uh, He's a really cool, he's a really cool model. Um, The art on his card is super great, and he's, uh, but I would love to I would love to mod him so that he was in the like ready fire position, like the ghost snipers are where he's like down on one knee and has the rifle propped up uh, and then paint him like that. And then maybe uh, do some sort of like a cloak or something like uh, like a cloak on the ground around him or something. Like he just popped up out of like out of cover after, you know, taking one shot and he's like about to start moving again or something. Yeah, Gareth too would be super cool. I really, when I first saw Retribution, I really didn't like the way that the Jacks looked, and then over time they've kind of grown on me a little bit. But yeah. I would, I would have a hard time figuring out what to do. All the smooth, kind of organic flat surfaces, like I, I feel like I would have a lot of trouble figuring out a color that I would really be happy with. Exactly for, uh, for the Jacks. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I think I have, uh, I have seen some really cool Tron inspired paint schemes where it's like dark, glossy, like black, glossy flat surfaces. And then the they've got all those great rune lines and things like that in like the Warjax and also a lot of the armor and have that brightened up in like blue or yellow or orange or something. Or like I've seen some cool conversions with that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I have the same sentiment, I think, um, about the Jacks. What's interesting is the more I look at them, the more they seem to grow on me. Um, but 
I actually chose a small base model for the first time as well, Dan. Um, and just because I, I think Gorshade 4 looks boss. And, and ah, he's yeah. not a small base model, though. Oh, he's not, uh, is he? He's on a medium. He he's is a on a medium. He's a 40 uh-huh. millimeter. Oh, I, my record is still clean then. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He is a medium. Look at that. He's a tall elf. Um, yeah. So, but I just, I just think he just. He was, he was a medium in Cricks too. Until he it went so good. Until Shade 3. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks so good. And that yeah. big old sword and, you know, and the, the, with the cape, you know, and yeah. swaying and whatever that thing is, is behind his shoulders. Like, there's just, you know, it's like, part of his. Uh, it's part of his. Um, yeah, what do you call that turbine? Though? It's part of his archantric turbine. Archantric turbine. There we yeah. go. Yeah, he just looks good, and yeah. so I would, I'd paint that. So, well, well on to uh, something yeah. else that goes bump in the woods. We're on oh, to uh, Grimkin. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't I'll go? I'll go first on the the questions this time. Um, uh, if I were to play Grimkin, the very first warlock I would put on the table is uh, Old Witch Three, because I just yeah. I love that model. Kador, <laughs> cool. And, and there's a little Kador love there. I, yeah, yeah. You used to play Kador. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? No, I was gonna say Old Witch is a is a pretty good one. Um, I was a little torn. If you would ask me a while ago, I think, you know, Dreamer would have probably got it. But um, King of Nothing, the more I kind of hear and the little wacky shenanigans he has seems <laughs> appealing. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I So I used to actually play Grimkin competitively when they first got released. And for about six months afterwards, I played them competitively. I actually took them to attack X and played in champions uh, with Aaron Allen. And we actually played against each other in the semifinal round. And I ended up taking fourth place, I think. Um, And I was playing, I was playing child and heretic. And those were the first two ones that I played. They were they were also like basically the only ones available at the time because the rest of the stuff hadn't been released yet. Um, I I'm torn um, because I, I enjoyed playing Child and Heretic a lot, but uh, Nathan, one of our regulars, has a Wanderer list that has a couple of the Grave Ghouls in it that has just a lot of really interesting mechanics, um, some really interesting overlays and things like that with messing with your opponent's accuracy. That looks like a really fun and annoying list to play. So I think, and wonder during the <laughs> playtesting, Yeah. Uh, during the playtesting, uh, the wanderer was actually the one warlock that I was the most excited about. Uh, and then by the time he got released and I kind of got around to playing him, he wasn't really the play style that I wanted to play. He didn't really fit me very well, hmm. uh, but he's one of the strongest warlocks in the faction. And so I would, I would try playing him. He's very good at being basically in the middle of the table and extremely hard to kill, which is kind of right up my alley. A lot of times, like I like getting in the middle of the table and having a warlock that can, be threatening and do some work. Uh, his drawback is he if he was if he was Fury Seven, <laughs> if he was Fury Seven and not Fury Six, he would be insane. But he's already like that's that's kind of one of his big 
drawbacks is that he's only Fury six, and there's a lot of stuff <laughs> he wants to do with his Fury every turn, and he just doesn't have enough to go around. Only see the Grimkins always seem to have a a large Fury stat. I mean, maybe because of me being a trolls player, I'm just a little jealous that like you know yeah. Madrak has Fury five. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> well, so yeah. thirteen so, five. See, child. Uh, well, child is Fury seven, so never mind. Yeah. That's right. King uh, of Nothing's eight. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Wanderers. Yeah, and I guess I was thinking that Child was like a six or a five, but uh, I was wrong. Child, Child, Heretic, and Dreamer, and Old Witch are all sevens. Wanderers is six. King of Nothing is an eight. Yeah. So they have a they have a bit of fury. Yeah. So what uh, theme force would you want to play, Jeremiah? Would you want oh, to play Bumper Dark... Knight? No, Dark Menagerie. Dark, Dark Menagerie. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. That's I I I like um some of the beasts in in Grimkin very much. All the clockatrices. So. Um, Sans clockatrice. I don't. I mean, I think yeah. I like the I liked him, but I like I really like the original stuff that came out. I just um i don't know there's really some cool things there so yeah um i came i came up with a list uh for um uh for old witch and basically it's just um things i like and double them up is basically what i did so <laughs> it's not a very nope. like it's, Z- it's zavana's arc <laughs> it's Zav- yeah yeah so here we go so two cage ragers uh, two crabbits because they come in pairs. Two frightmares. Two gorehounds. Two skin and moans. And then um, four gremlin swarms because I just love them. And then um, and then a unit of dread rots. Uh, more for some screening just in cases. And and I'll explain that because one thing I did not include in the list, which a lot of folks will put in, is a death knell. Mm-hmm. Um, because the death knell helps to deliver your beast, uh, your beast brick. Um, but Zavana's got a lot of just good stuff, good tech yeah. that goes, uh, that can actually help with that. And, and so, so I made the trade off of no death knell, more beasts. And, um, and, and so I was like, so what do I do with kind of this extra amount of points thrown around? And, and so just, just run the dread rots out there, just, just to run them out there. And then, yeah. um, and then I had five points left over, which was the hardest. And, and honestly, to be honest, I think it was seven points actually. It, it was the hardest seven points I've ever had to like figure out. Mm-hmm. And so I just threw a hermit in there and, okay. And like, but that still leaves me two points short. And I was just like, I, it didn't feel it did. It, I feel like I should have messed up both. I should have broken up the arc. And did you pay? Did you pay for the gremlin swarms? Um, I did not pay for the gremlin swarms. I did yeah. not pay for the crabbits. Yeah. Okay. So wait, what was your beast loadout? Uh, two cage ragers, two crabbits, two frightmares, two gorehounds, and two skin and moans. Okay. It's like all of them so. except for the clock trace. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I missed I missed that there were two of each of the heavies. I was like, where are all your points, Jeremiah? You've only got <laughs> yeah. two cage ragers and a bunch yeah. of lights in No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but I didn't know what to do with that last seven points. And I thought about okay, taking out the dragons, and then I have twelve points and then I can but I but I really felt like having um you know, a, a screening unit in there could be cool. And, you know, 
you know, I don't know, give him I, give him boundless charge for one turn to get him in there, and I don't know. So I, I would, don't know. I would swap the I would swap the hermit for Lady Carrie on a rose. Oh, okay. Because yeah. she has enrage. Yes. That, and then if she gets killed, all of your stuff gets plus one to hit plus one uh-huh. damage. She that's... she makes a great trap too. If you just kind of put her out there and like yeah. garden flag and like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill her so you don't yeah. score. Oh, and hey, I think thanks. I think she's only I think she's only four points, which would give you three points left over. Which, if you can take a trapperkin in dark menagerie, that's your other three points. Might be gremlin swarms, glimmer imps. How much is Baron Tongue looks for? Never mind. Let's say, yeah. What is what else is three? Yeah, you can play around with. It oh, a you can. Oh, no, Glimmer Ramps yeah. four. What I was gonna say is, uh, even without the death knell, it's one argument nowadays uh, with the scenario the way it is. Is you're kind of got to spread out. You can't just brick up against that death knell all the time anymore and expect yeah. to play a great scenario game. So right. it almost benefits you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, and the fact that I did not put in. I, um, a clockatrice. I don't know what that makes me, but <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make you a chicken, that's for sure. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, what just happened? <laughs> well, what uh, about you, Dan? Bump in the night or dark menagerie? Um, went with bump in the night. Yeah. Um, little little scary. I mean, dark menagerie again does have its its fun appeals, but with uh, king of nothing. Um, Really want to try to take advantage and uh, get like some madcaps, uh, grave ghouls because grave ghouls, uh, malady yeah. man for wreck points because again, malady mans are just yeah. pretty awesome. They're a good way uh, to get your army up the field, and then he's got yep. uh, his burning ash to be able to help. Uh, exactly. Between burning ash, you can get those clouds up. Um, you can do host of shadows, so you get ghostly if you're in his control um anyway so i'll finish out some of it uh double max uh nave slayers with the war horse um mm-hmm. again because the nave slayers with the war horse especially now are just really great um, yeah. <laughs> they can get a lot of work done oh, man in. i can't wait to see what the four horsey mans yeah, i mean we've that... already we've already seen what they do but that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting how they get implemented Might have to add that in yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> All the horsies. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you, you know, scything touch on them. They may not need it. It might not help all that much, but that could just be that extra little little bit in there. Um, well, even even scything touch on something else. Yeah. Like you put exactly. Scything touch on something else, and then you use, then you get in there like a heavier. Yeah. So run with like a couple crabbits. Um, and then I was kind of playing around with the beast loadout because Cage Ranger is kind of nice. The skin and bones is always nice in there. Um, or maybe a couple gore hounds to just add that extra harassing in there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where it has a lot of more f- flexibility on, on really where I'd want to go. And I didn't have a clear vision kind of there. Just like what's, what's some of the fun toys to play with uh, that are in bump with there. Um, not to mention, not fully sure if it'd work, but Malady Man, like right, he sticks out his monkey or whatever, or that's the word, whatever. Um, yeah. Is you know, and some of the or even the Madcaps. That's what I'm thinking. And they create then King of Nothing has his um, 
what is it uh called sands of fate uh, sands of fate that's what yeah you know already know where i'm going with this yeah so you are oh yeah living, i've played living supermodel yeah and then <laughs> you get to place the king of nothing somewhere so you could either use that to get real aggressive or yeah. you keep one back a ways he gets really aggressive and then sands of fates you know 12 13 inches back the field or what you know yeah um and all of a sudden you're like oh hey see you later and you just <laughs> yeah. lost the madcap which who cares kind of you're just going to make some more madcaps right yeah or the cask imps yeah or the cask imps would work yeah. as that too and so the cask imps are the ones you don't care about the madcaps are the one that you, the ones that you want still alive cause, yeah so, well yeah. depending on depending on who you're going against as long as you're not against a befuddle target or you know fiona or something <laughs> like that is going to mess your day up yeah but you know so that's what i was kind of just looking at um Nayslayers just really get in there and the next said madcaps wreak some havoc king of nothing just between yeah, burning ashes, host of shadows, scything touch, sands of yep. fate, just he has options for doing some different fun things. Yeah, if it's strong, I don't know, but it could be fun on the <laughs> yeah. table. The tough part with uh, with building bump in the night lists with cage rager in it is you almost have to put a death knell in because otherwise it's really hard for your cage rager to get the corpse tokens and then become an arc node. Uh, yeah. whereas in Dark Menagerie, all of your stuff yeah. that can't have corpses start with corpses, or all of your beasts that can't have corpses start with corpses. Your beasts and your death knell, um, yeah. which those cage ragers need really badly, and speed four uh, yeah. makes it difficult for them to like charge in, kill something, unless you've got some other speed buff. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a good point. Now, could you could you just hit your own uh, cask? No. Nope, it's enemy. Ah, oh, darn. Yeah. It. yeah, I can remember. So yeah, Chuck if your if your caskim <laughs> if your caskim dies, uh, then your death knell collects the corpse, but yeah. the corpse collection is still only off of enemies. As yeah, far as, like, so I don't think it works so well. So yeah, you toss in like a couple clockatrices and a couple gorehounds just for yeah. some uh, maneuverability, and yeah. a couple crabbits, of course, because you need some shield guards. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you very much do. Um, I, I again, I didn't, I didn't build a list for it, but uh, I know that the Wanderer list, I think, was um, a handful of beasts, a couple of gorehounds because they're super good with uh, Wanderer. Uh, a, the Skin and Bones is also really good with the Wanderer because its animus is bushwhack, which means that you can you get Pathfinder for one. Which I think actually he has Pathfinder innately because he's the Wanderer. Of course he is. Um, but Bushwhack allows you to make your range attack before your movement. So you can, if you haven't played against a Wanderer at the end of every single one of his turns, you put um, three crossroad markers down within his command range, fully within yeah. his command range. Yeah. At the beginning of your turn, you can place him on one of those road markers. So you, generally what you do is you put one of them out in front of you where you would want him to be on the next turn. So at the beginning of your turn, you place him on the forward one. You use the bushwhack ability on yourself. He gets to cast an animus for free. And then he has a spray 10 with his lantern that has... Um, it gives minus two defense, and then it also gives Hunter's Mark Beacon. Um, so you hit your you hit an enemy model or a couple of enemy charge, and then because you have Bushwhack, you can make your spray attack, and then you can walk your you can advance your six inches back to safety, uh, and then you push your army in, cast your uh, 
what's shoot what's the name of the spell i'm totally blanking on it right now <laughs> just a second um starcrossed he's the star he's the other starcrossed <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so, important yeah so you cast you cast your starcrossed uh and then you've got like a couple units of nace layers like maybe a couple units of dread rots uh or unit of hollow men are really good with a couple of grave ghouls because the hollow men get killed grave ghouls collect the corpses which they can use to force enemies to re-roll either attack or damage rolls on top of the Starcross. So you make everything just super hard to hit. And then the thing that's really cool with the, the Hollow Men is that their ranged attacks have a blood bond. So if they kill enemy models, they can return models to play. So you can just kind of keep this engine going of like constantly making it difficult for your opponents to hit your stuff while you're you know winning the attrition game and uh most of the time wanderer is only sitting on like like two or less fury but because of his trump card being able to place him uh transfer once for free and place himself on a road marker if he gets damaged uh he's incredibly difficult to assassinate and he's a He's naturally a fifteen fifteen with star crossed and you know what mm. transfer and a trump card. He's one of the most difficult casters to kill in the game. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And he yeah, also has did. veil. He also has veil of mist. I didn't notice until right <laughs> now. He's got uh, fog of war, repudiate, star crossed, and veil of mist. Uh, the other thing that's actually really fun and interesting with. Um, repudiate playing in bump of the night is you get you can take lord longfellow for free and so if your enemy warlock if your enemy warcaster or warlock has any upkeeps if you cast repudiate uh and hit an enemy model unit with an upkeep on it you dispel it and then the controlling caster takes d3 damage which turns on the the headhunter ability for um lord longfellow so he gets boosted damage rolls against he becomes a weapon master against damaged models and then he is the fortune hunter so he gets boosted attack and damage rolls fin- uh, he has finisher so gains an additional die on damage rolls models which a repudiate can trigger and then fortune hunter he gains an additional die on its attack and damage rolls against character models so mm. if you can repudiate something and hurt their warlock or Warcaster, now suddenly Lord Longfellow is uh, speed 7, rat 7, with 3 dice to hit, and mm-hmm. weapon boosted weapon master pow 10s. And, and he gets, gets two of them, because he's dueling two gunshots, goals. And he yeah. can do a lot of damage. Hmm. And he has Black Penny. <laughs> so. Just because. Just, yeah. Because he's the ultimate He's like one of the one of the ultimate assassins. He, uh, no, he is uh, a I good don't, one. Yeah. I don't I don't know how much of the lore about Gremkin and stuff that you guys know, but there's a lot of really interesting lore about where the how these characters or those beings like came into existence. And Lord Longfellow is is interesting. He's basically so Lord Longfellow is this spider um, dressed up as a person. And he goes around to the he goes around to the balls of like corrupt barons and politicians and things like that, people who have like exploited uh, the people underneath them, the people under their rule, and they basically challenge 
whoever it is to a duel, which they will win because it's Lord Longfellow. Um, if they decline or they refuse, Lord Longfellow slaughters everyone at the party except for the person who has, except for the corrupt person. And then uh, I don't know if I, if it's like something kind of like with the magic of Lord Longfellow, but then all the people that are killed at this party, their deaths all get blamed on the corrupt on the corrupt person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the lore I didn't know. Yeah, I think, I think the best maybe. part about that is it's a spider dressed up as a human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's even wearing a little mask. Yeah, maybe when we're done. <laughs> maybe when, when we're done with these faction reviews, we can do some lore episodes. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. I know a lot about a lot of different stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I've listened to the uh, podcast that the Crucible did. Um, they did a handful of lore podcasts that were all really cool and interesting that go over yeah a lot of a lot of really I cool like stuff. the world and 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 I like the lore and yeah and I I really like the lore. What little I do know, anyway. I got I got super into the Grimkin because I was I was really interested in them when they came out. They were one of the first factions, one of the first like new release mini factions that I got into day one basically and i was super super hyped for them um that's pretty cool they're really cool and they've got a lot of really interesting lore uh just the so the warlocks are all in the story are all called defiers and the origins of all those different defiers are all very interesting and, and very unique yeah so then i guess the last question to ask is which one would you want which model we want to paint the most yeah. Would you want to paint one of the Defiers? Uh, yeah, actually, one of my favorite models to paint, um, mostly because it's a cool model, and then also because of the theme that I did for him, was the Heretic. Hmm. Um, uh, a little, so a, a brief background the Heretic, um, so back in the early days of the, of the Iron Kingdoms, um, when Menoth, came to Cain, the plane of existence, to bestow the gifts to his followers. Um, you know, civilization, walls, law, order, all of this other stuff. He's the creator of man. Uh, and he bestowed these gifts, the gifts of Menoth, onto humankind. Uh, Heretic was a priest, basically a high priest of Menoth, who felt himself... Um, equal to Menoth's power as a priest and in um, you know magical power and stuff like that, but he saw Menoth's gifts not really as gifts, but as ways to enslave the people. And he uh, lashed out against Menoth and said, "You may be a god, but you are not better than us. I am your equal. Like I have equal power to you." Uh, and for that, he was cast mm. into the deepest layer, into like the seven, basically into the seventh level of hell of Urcane, uh, for you know all tortured existence. And so, like, if you look at his model, um, he's holding. So he's got his staff of the sun, uh, and then he's holding up a mask. That if you look at the protector of warcasters, they all wear a golden mask over their face to take on the persona of Menoth as the golden-faced god. And so he's holding up his mask in defiance, 
saying like you are not better than me i am just as strong as you just as powerful as you and so like i actually painted my mask to be to be that golden faceplate uh and i did the same thing with uh the child when i painted her there's a little mask over the top of uh of the monster mm-hmm. that's there i painted that gold so that they would all be uh mockeries of menoth wow huh and i actually painted my heretic in the color scheme that I used to use for my protector, which was uh, I used Kador red base for the cloak. Uh, I used white, what was it? Menoth white highlight for the armor, uh, gold for all of the like edging and everything. And then I put it uh, a sepia wash, the Griffin sepia wash over top of it. And so like the, the water or the, um, the armor looked kind of like bone, like bone and weathered. The metal took on the gold, took like kind of a bronze, tarnished gold look, and then the cloak became very like sanguine, blood red, pretty much. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Dan? Which would you want to paint? That's pretty neat. Yeah. What would you want to paint, Dan? Is it uh, is it Old Witch Three? <laughs> no, sorry, my my audio is like cutting it out. No, um, I would actually say, uh, I mean, it'd be a it'd be a cheap out, but the uh, Gremlin swarms um, are pretty neat. But uh, to not cop out, since I've already done those um, in a couple of different flavors, uh, would be probably the Death Knell. Again, we got to go to the to the huge bases, and you know, just a fun model that you can just all of a sudden do all sorts of things with. Um, yeah. I like. I actually like. Uh, what our uh, our good uh, friend there Jeffrey did, um, and it's one of our banner pages is like Mardi Gras style Death Knell, mm. yeah. which I think he's repainted since then. But yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Fun yeah. fact about that: you're talking about uh, Jeff Zach, right? That plays yes. Rimkin. So yep. <laughs> I was telling Jeremiah this before you got into the Discord and before we started recording. Fun fact. Fun story about uh, Jeff's Grimkin. When I got out of playing Grimkin, I sold half of my Grimkin to Brett Cordell, who used to be part of the community. Uh, and then the rest of it, I ended up trading to Jeff like a while later. And then when Brett got out of the game, Brett sold a bunch of his Grimkin to Jeff. So Jeff, in a roundabout way, ended up getting the majority of my Grimkin. Mm. So that Death Knell that he has repainted used to be mine. <laughs> that's funny along, so, along with a lot of his other stuff yeah hmm. well that's kind of neat yeah yeah <laughs> what would you what would you want to paint jeremiah uh you know i was gonna choose old witch but in all honesty that model sort of intimidates me i don't think i i have the chops to do it quite yet yeah. um second Second most interesting model to me is the child. I really like that model. Yeah. And um there's a lot of fun to paint. Yeah, and I think I could do that one better right now. Yeah. So hey, speaking of painting, um let's let's move on here. What's uh what's on your hobby desk? What are you building? What are you painting? Oh, I'm trying to massively get through with the good weather of what I can, uh priming up a lot of convergence. Um and realizing how much of my convergence needs repair, which really sucks on a lot of convergence models. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little fiddly bits. 
Um, and then uh, getting some clear coating done as well. Um, I had actually had a new can of clear coat because I couldn't find mine. Uh, went to take the cap off and the nozzle was busted, so I couldn't use it. So I was a little disappointed oh, no. for a while. But I found my other can when I was doing some other cleaning. And so um, just got all my Monpoc that I recently painted clear coated and then uh got a little bit more work on my mcp hulk and vision and so those are good enough to be done so got a yeah, few saw, hours in <laughs> i saw you post some of uh some of your crisis protocol stuff yeah recently. it's been really fun to paint it, it kind of just flows well to be painted actually yeah um i've actually managed to get a bunch of painting done recently um, I've been working on my Warhammer 40k backlog of stuff, so I finally finished my 30 Pox Walkers. Nice. Uh, I got the other 12 Plague Marines that I had done, a couple extra Terminators that I had, uh, a Typhus, a Chaos Lord, a de my Demon Prince of Nurgle, uh, that's like the actual model, uh, Malignant Pig Plague Caster are all done, uh, and then a fun little project that I was working on was... Um, because I played Death Guard and my first model was Cypher, uh, I had bought a couple boxes of Fallen a long time ago and painted them up and stuff. But I worked on converting a couple of the easy-to-build Primaris uh, into Fallen. So uh, not long ago, I green-stuffed for the first time. I green-stuffed some cloaks onto the models, tried to smooth them out as best as I could. It didn't turn out super great, but not bad for a first attempt, uh, having never done it before and not having any like appropriate tools to like sand them down and, and um, smooth them out and stuff like that. But the other day I primed and painted those up. So uh, they matched the rest of my uh, fallen and they, they turned out pretty good for being a first attempt. So I was really happy with how those guys turned out and they were, they were a lot of fun to paint. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw you saw posted those pictures, and yeah, they look just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah the the fronts of them look pretty good. It's it's the backs like underneath the backpacks where you it's um it's cracked a bunch or like it didn't quite get smoothed out. There's uh, a lot of like fingerprint ridges and stuff, but uh, mm. from the front they look great, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys those guys are fun because I. The uh, the cloaks I did in Manoth White Highlight, and then I did a sepia wash, so it looks like really, really dirty, kind of pale, pale white cloth. Uh, and then their armor is all coal black, so it's kind of a nice dark, nice, uh, nice dark armor, and a contrasted to these like dirty, tattered uh, robes that they still wear. That's a good color, that coal black color. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I use it probably more than any other paint. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I got um I got my button gear and I have officially gone through all of my scorn and I have organized all of my bits and um started to make a lot of repairs and uh Laura had gotten me one of those um, like organizers is like a, I don't know, 12 inch by 12 inch. And it's got like slots for things. And so in my organization, I found models that were incomplete and I got gathered up all of their pieces and I put them in the slots. And so basically it's become like a project box 
And and so like I'll just pull out this guy and attach his arms and doom, he's done, you know what I mean, or whatever. But um, but I'm I'm really excited to be organized. Uh we've been slowly putting our house back together since getting new floors and painting and stuff. And it's just nice seeing those boxes disappear, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then for some of the hobby boxes to disappear and be organized seems pretty cool. So um but yeah. there's something else that's something that's cool is you know with all of the social distancing and things that are going on right now people were just not really seeing each other and and um and it's really hard uh but there's someone who's in one of the facebook facebook groups i'm a part of uh is doing a project for school where the the point of the project is to engage the community and to do something positive for the community. Mm. And so he just outlined four weeks, three models a week, and he'll do all of the tracking and reporting because it's a project that he's doing for school. And, and so a bunch of us in the group decided, decided to sign up for that. And, and, you know, we're all looking for motivation and we're all looking for encouragement. And so, uh, so I'll, resume some painting this week which i'm looking forward to so i have some ideas of things that i've been wanting to do and just haven't had time or space but i'm starting to have time and space yeah how about that that's that's awesome (laughs) yeah hey um let's wrap up this episode i want to say thank you to all of our listeners for listening um we have uh, we're not meeting in person and so we don't have all of our good recording equipment that we normally use and so there's a couple incidents on this episode where we kind of bugged out a little bit and and that's just from us recording over discord um but we 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 value you and we thank you for being part of our community and uh, we're going to keep recording and telling good stories and and the whole goal is for us to inspire you to uh, play more. And so when when all of the social distancing stuff is lifted, get out and, and say hello to all the friends that you miss. Because <laughs> yeah. I miss all of you. <laughs> and if you're um, looking for some inspiration <laughs> of doing some hobbying or painting or anything, uh, this has kind of been a, a big craze on the internet recently is a couple days ago, uh, Henry Cavill. Is a That's right. Star, posted a picture of him painting a custodes model so and he talked about you know something that he wasn't really able to follow um just because he's been busy but like you know shooting movies and stuff but like during this whole quarantine he's refining some old skills and he's always enjoyed the game but never followed a lot and he's taking the opportunity to work on painting models and stuff and that's that's right it's super cool to see to see somebody else you know I just might put on one of his movies while I paint. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Superman plays the Superman of Warhammer 40k world. <laughs> of course, he, I would expect nothing less. <laughs> uh, well, once again, um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to support our show, tell your friends. Like us on Facebook. And if you want to be part of the conversation, uh, join us on Discord. You can find the links for all of those things on our website at spellstormminiatures.com. Have a good night, folks.
Thank you.